Psalm 14, for the chief musician, by David. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. Yahweh looked down from heaven on the children of men to see if there were any who understood, who sought after God. They have all gone aside. They have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no, no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and don't call on Yahweh? There they were in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. You frustrate the plan of the poor because Yahweh is his refuge. Oh, that salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When Yahweh restores the fortune of his people, then Jacob will rejoice and Israel shall be glad. This is a famous uh, psalm, or at least the first line is famous. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. This is the psalm when I was a kid, I must have seen a comic somewhere and it was April Fool's Day um, and it, it had something like, you know, a verse for atheists. <laughs> it kind of sounds funny when you, when you see it just like that because you think, oh, atheists. It it's kind of sounds like the Bible is saying atheists are idiots. But it turns out that's not what the Bible is actually saying. So ever since I came to understood this psalm a bit, a bit better, I don't think atheists are idiots anymore. There are some very intelligent atheists. Um, that, you know, there are all different types of people. There are all different types of believers. And there are all different types of non-believers as well. And uh, we, we do, uh, you know, try to restrain ourselves from being judgmental of other people. Um, it turns out the Hebrew word for fool is the word Nabal. You might remember back in um, 2 Samuel where David met a man called Nabal and his wife said he is a fool, just like his name. His wife was Abigail. So the word Nabal means fool, but the meaning, if you were to like dig into the actual meaning, like as in, you know, to get a proper contextual meaning, it doesn't mean idiot. It means one who is morally wayward or one who throws off law to do whatever you want. In the New Testament, this would be um, someone who's lawless. And um, Jesus said, you know, there'd be people in heaven who would say, Lord, Lord, haven't we done all these things for you? And God said to them, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You could substitute the word in there, fool. Depart from me, you fools. But fools wouldn't mean idiots. It would be more in the sense of the foolishness of not following God's ways. More in the sense of it's foolish to say that there is no God. And um, so like that, What's, what, I, what really got my attention a few years ago was the part that says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So a lot of the, the modern world we live in is so-called scientific and people believe that that means it's all about the facts. Um, science, you know, there are some things that science can't answer. Uh, there are lots of things that science can answer and they're very factual, but there are some things that science can't answer. There are a lot of unanswered questions. and um, But that's all about the mind. <laughs> you know, with, with the mind, you can look at things. Mathematics, for example, is very fixed. You know, 2 plus 2 does equal 4. It doesn't equal 3 or 5. So some things are very fixed and they're a mind game. 
But this says here, the fool says in his heart. And the heart has to do with the desire of people. So we're not talking in this verse about someone who says, I can't understand how there could be a God. Because, you know, there are people in churches who um, they believe that there's a God, but they've never seen him. And they say, I wish I could see him. And their mind has these struggles, you know, with is God talking to me? And am I really saved? And there are people who wrestle with issues that have doubts. Well, see, these all these doubts come from the mind. <laughs> but their heart wants to believe. But this verse is talking about someone who doesn't want to believe. The fool, you know, the morally wayward person says in his heart, there's no God. This is a person who doesn't want God to exist. They want to live however they want. And that really is foolish. That's that really is a dumb thing. That's a dumb position to take because that person um, wants to live as if there is no God and they don't want to contemplate whether God exists at all. And so um, you'll find that there are atheists or there are people who say that they're atheists and it's, it's definitely a hard thing. <laughs> they don't want there to be a God. And a very famous one, a very famous, or maybe the most famous of all the atheists was Thomas Nagel. He's since passed away. He wrote books and various things like that. In one of his books, he said that he was a bit concerned because he had friends who were Christians. There were people he knew who were intellectual people, very, very smart. And he said one of his concerns was that some of the most intelligent people he knew believed in God. So it wasn't a matter of intelligence. And then he went on to say it wasn't as though he didn't... Um, he said he... <laughs> I've, I wish I'd written down the quote exactly. We might have to look it up for you at a later point. But he said he, it wasn't as though he, he said he didn't, basically he came to the point where he said he didn't just think there wasn't a God, he said he hoped there wasn't a God. He said he hoped that that's not the way the universe was. He said he didn't want the universe to be that type of a universe. So Thomas Nagel was someone of both the heart and the mind type of atheism. In his mind, he didn't think there was a God, but in his heart, he also hoped that there wasn't a God. He didn't want there to be a God. He wanted the universe to be a non-God type of a place. Well, see, that's foolish. So it's not foolish to struggle with the, with the, with the, the concepts. We're talking about a complicated God. So yes, we're going to struggle with understanding him, but it's in the heart that we're talking about here. Now, these first few verses here where it said that, you know, about the fool and that it says that there's no one who does good, there's no one that seeks God, all of these were used by Paul in Romans chapter 3. He quoted them. He said, there's no one righteous, not a single one. There's no one who seeks God. And um, so this is all part of Paul's gospel presentation in the book of Romans, and you can go and read that. We'll get to it in about two years. I wrote here that we all feel in our heart that we are good. Most people, if you ask them, are you a good person, they will say yes. And we feel like we do good, but the truth is that there's so much selfishness mixed into us that we barely discern our own motives. You know, sometimes we do good things and we think we do them for pure selfless reasons, but often they're not completely pure. <laughs> sometimes we find that we like the attention of other people or we don't want other people to be upset with us, lots of different um, mixtures of motivation get into our attitudes. And so we find that this Psalm 14 is not written about other people. 
you know, you read it and you think the fool says in his heart there is no God. We think it's written about someone else, but we find out when we really think about it, it's written about us. It's written about you. Because we all struggle with the same thing that we don't really want to seek the Lord. This is what Paul said. There's no one that seeks God. There's no one. No one righteous. Not a single one. He was quoting this psalm. It's talking about you. You're not righteous. I'm not righteous. No one is righteous. The Lord alone is righteous. And that's why we go to him. <laughs> so it turns out that it's not atheists alone who are fools. It's everyone. And that's a very sobering thought. Lord, deliver us from the foolishness of these ways. Lord, deliver us from the foolishness of seeking our own autonomy from the Lord, trying to be separate from God, even though we acknowledge you with our mind, we acknowledge you with our lips, and yet our hearts wrestle with wanting to be autonomous. Forgive us, Lord, and help us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.